Well, hello and welcome to the Darren Clarkson King podcast. I'm Darren Clarkson King and this is my podcast. As regular listeners will know and new listeners are about to find out, I'm a whitewater kayaker principally in the Himalayas, uh, North Wales over the winter in Snowdonia. Now, I'm in Snowdonia now, Covid sort of put a little bit of a halt on travelling to the Himalayas to run expeditions, but that's kind of alright. I've been exploring my local area around Snowdonia, going, tra- going on the trails there, going into the woods, trying new stoves, you know, is it quicker to have a gas stove or a methylated spirit burner, what's the lightest and all that sort of stuff. I've managed to get out on the rivers a little bit and drink a lot of coffee. And during this podcast, you will hear me slurp at my coffee like now. I just like that. So, this weekend in Snowdonia has been relatively busy. There's been a lot of people out exploring, walking up mountains, walking along the trails, mountain biking. There's been quite a few people kayaking. The D even though it's low, has seen lots of people having great times, lots of smiles and laughs, in a responsible, socially distant fashion. The Trevin in Bala has had limited numbers, but it's had a great load of people enjoying themselves on surfing waves. And it got me thinking about places I've been, friends I've been with, and, you know, the smiles and the funs I've had. So this podcast is a little bit about that. But it's not going to be about the rivers I've paddled, because that would be too obvious. What it's going to be about is the places I've slept to get to the rivers I've paddled. Now, some of you, I am sure, sleep in nice Airbnbs. Some of you... I've probably got really nice camper vans or motorhomes. Excuse me. Some of you may stay in hotels. Others may sofa surf and stay on friends' floors. And some of you may camp when campsites are open. You know, I know that at the moment we can sort of dream of those days, but they'll come back, won't they? But these stories are maybe a little different. Now... This is like pre-2000, it's in the 90s, this story. And it revolves around the Truerin. Now the Truerin had just, they just got the centre building. Before then it was part of cabins, but the centre building had just been finished. And I remember going to a paddling festival there, probably called the Wet Fest, run by Dave Ayres. If anybody knows what the name was... Uh, let me know, but I think it was called, I'm pretty sure it was called the Wet Fest. I don't think it was called the Train Fest. Now, on the, we, I drove down from Leeds with a friend of mine to paddle this festival. And my first night camping wasn't really camping. The train used to have a lot of wooden slalom huts, were like potting sheds uh, scattered around the course. Uh, one overlooking NRA Bridge, Scaffold Bridge as it was then. Uh, one overlooking International Wave, uh, for those that don't know where that is, it's just above Mr Davis and below Ski Jump. If you don't know where either of those are, then you probably need to buy a map. But I remember sleeping the first night in the slalom hut. 
uh, me and my friend. And at about one in the morning, we got woken up by two more kayakers coming into the slalom hut. And like I said, it's a potting shed. Uh, two more kayakers coming in with their bivvy bags and getting their down and having a sleep there as well. So there was four of us in there. Woke up in the morning uh, to, like I say, people sleeping with people you don't know. Excuse me. But on the Saturday night, me and my friend decided that perhaps it wasn't wise to sleep in a slalom hut. We were getting bitten a little bit, you know, all the little midges and stuff. So we slept outside the front door of the centre. Well, there's an overhang there, isn't there? The big double doors. We slept outside the overhang. The centre was brand new. We were like two little hobos. No, you know, that was a relatively nice place to sleep. Well, it was good, you know, especially if the cafe was there because you could sleep in the doorway and you'd get woken up when the morning staff came in and fingers crossed the cafe opened soon, you could have a coffee. I did once sleep on the grass outside the toilet block at Horseshoe Falls on the D. It must have been in November because it was a D festival. A detour, not a detour, a detour in the days after Mike Jones rally, but before open access on the D. And I remember waking up with frost on the ground, and actually going to bed with frost on the ground, uh, walking up from the pub, the Chambridge pub, sleeping there. So that, that was a interesting place. Two rivers, I've not really talked about the journeys on the rivers and the fun and banshee have, but the places you sleep. Excuse me, I've just got a mouthful of coffee. And then you've got that river in Yorkshire, the Dam Release River Washburn. Saturday, Sunday release. I used to love it as a kid. But I wasn't a driver. So I'd go with my friends. And they'd take me there and we'd paddle and maybe we'd come back Saturday night and then go back again Sunday. But this weekend we decided that we were going to find a campsite. But we didn't find a campsite at all. What we did was leave the cars in the car park asking if we could have permission. And then we walked down to the first footbridge, which is just below the little weir, if you know the washboard. If you don't know the washboard, you don't even know what a weir is, uh, then it's all rubbish to you. But if you do know what the washburn and you know the little weir, there's a little surf wave and a footbridge after it. And me and my friends slept on the footbridge. I may have mentioned this before, I can't remember, and I'm not going to listen back from my podcasts. But we slept on the footbridge, there was four of us sleeping on that footbridge, and we woke up in the morning with paddlers paddling under as we slept in. Now, sleeping on those places so far, well, it's a little bit hobo-y. It's not major hobo is it? You know, they're in kayaking, play, kayaking venues, river venues. Now, back in... You know, mid 2000s, probably 2005, six time, I can't remember exactly, but it's around that time. I did a British Columbia Alaska trip, North American Triple Crown, and we stopped in Anchorage. Anchorage, very busy town, very busy city. I had pizza for the night, and we're looking for somewhere to sleep. Six of us and two cars in the middle of Anchorage. We parked up behind Walmart and slept in the in the loading bay. 
which had a big sign that says no loitering, no panhandling. So I presume it was a frequent haunt of homeless people, people that sleep on the streets. So uh, six of us slept there, which was relatively interesting. It was a good night. Uh, the security light kept flashing on and off, which did disturb your sleep a little, but it was actually dry, it was relatively warm, and you know it was close to warm up when we had a, you know, I was going to say strip wash, but you guys know what I mean when you're, you know, having a wash with just using the sink and, you know, in your shorts, take your top off and uh, have, a, have a wash in the sink. So it was close for that and close to get a coffee and a bit of breakfast in the morning. And that's Anchorage and that's a place I've slept, which was a lot better than sleeping in the bush next to the ferry to go to Skooks. Now, we were waiting for the ferry, we pulled the car over packed up and just basically threw our sleeping bags into the nearest undergrowth and went to sleep. Waking up, God knows how dirty we were, sleeping bags, I think I sleep, I don't even know if I've got that sleeping bag still. But yeah, sleeping in the bush like proper homeless people. Uh, but, you know, you go to Skooks and we ended up, when we got to Skooks, we slept in the tennis court. Now this is an open air municipal tennis court, which is probably not a good thing and I'm sure people of the area dislike that. When the weather turned, we did sleep in the laundrette, laundromat, because that was tw that was open 24-7 until a local uh, barman offered us space on his floor. Just reckless, really, isn't it? You know, we should have put his hands in his pockets and had a hotel room, but we didn't. You know, we, we didn't do any of that. We just slept rough. I've slept on that same trip. We also slept behind a Chinese restaurant in the dirt in the car park next to the wheelie bins on firm arrests and bivy bags, sleep bags and bivy bags, you know, which isn't it, it gives you a whole new experience, doesn't it, it's a bit of an adventure just going to sleep on a night. Now, what you don't want to do, obviously, is sleep in that situation in dangerous places. Now, I've got a list here of scary places I've slept. But the one on the top of the list of scary places I've slept comes after I did a lecture in London. I got invited down to London to do a talk on now, I guess is the title, like the power of just doing stuff and why we should just do stuff, why we shouldn't sit around and just experience life through other people's eyes, why we should just book that flight or run that trail or kayak that river or quit our job we don't like and just live. And I went down and did a talk about kayaking and getting kayaks on planes and working out problems and just living to those challenges and experiencing life firsthand. At the talk and the coffees and socialising, finished at about 11-ish, just after 11 in the middle of London, just outside Trafalgar Square. And now, obviously, I live in North Wales and I'd, I just assumed I'd be able to get back into North Wales on the train, so I jump on the train. And I got as far as Birmingham, where I'd been told that I'd be able to get a North Wales train, or at least a Shrewsbury train. That, that was a lie. And uh, I got off in Birmingham, Birmingham's Central Station, I think it is. Uh, not the one at the airport, the other one. Is it Birmingham New Street? 
I forget, I'm sure somebody who uses trains regularly can put a thing in the comments. And the, the station was being renovated. And I thought to myself, well, it's all right. I'll get off, I've got my laptop. and I'm, I, If I say I'm smart, that would be a lie. I've got jeans and a shirt on. But, you know, I've, I've got my jeans and a shirt and a jacket, and my laptop. And I thought to myself, you know, I will just have a snooze in the train station. Maybe have a coffee, sleep on the train in the morning back to Wales. That should work fine. Got kicked out of the station, not allowed. Renovation work going on, can't sleep in the station. So I'm now walking the streets of Birmingham before the morning commuter train, which is pretty early, it's probably six ish, isn't it? I imagine. Uh, five. So I'm walking the streets of Birmingham trying to get some A, get some sleep if I can, or B, stay awake enough not to get knifed. I've got my laptop oh, and my shoulder bag. Pottering around, I went to the coach station. There's a National Express coach station. I thought, ooh, I bet I could sleep on one of those chairs in the coach station. But no, you can't. They wake you up every 20 minutes, uh, making sure you've got a ticket for your coach. So that wasn't going to happen. What I did do, though, in the end, was I found a shop doorway and I managed to find a bit of cardboard. So I sat on the cardboard with my bum, so I think I'm called bum. And then using my laptop and my satchel baggers, a sort of barricade against the glass of the door. I curled up and went to sleep, and I think I had a couple of hours before I decided that it probably wasn't that safe and walked back to the train station, by which point it was open, the doors were open, and I could pot around and keep warm. There was a lot of people in that train station that, you know, probably needed some sort of help. Uh, a lot of people fighting, a lot of people you know, covered in vomit and, uh, and piss, drinking cans of special brew. It didn't feel very safe, you know, it felt much safer sleeping in the bushes. But we do these things, don't we? I've slept in a lot of places, some dodgy. I've slept uh, next to the, the wheelie bins in Blencather, uh, my brother's uh, stag party. I got up there the night before and slept in the car park in Blencather. I don't mind sleeping out. Uh, I've only ever had one van in my life. And I never really slept in it. I did once sleep in a car park at Chester Services, though. Stopped in Chester Services. And decided to go to sleep in the back of my car. I had an estate car, so fold the seats down, have a sleep in the back. I'm a bit too tired to travel back to where I live in Wales, you know, even though it's not so far away. I'm a bit tired, I've got a few hours to do it. And I just jumped into the car, fell asleep. Woke up, I thought it was probably three or four in the morning. Jump out of the car to have a little wee. And uh, as I climbed back in the car, the cars at either side of me flashed their lights, which I've subsequently heard is code for dogging. I didn't feel very safe when those lights flashed, so I did move the car. But if you are going to sleep in random places, you know, it's probably best that, you know, you don't jump out of cars, you know, with not very many clothes on and in service stations, or that you don't you know, have to sleep in doorways in Birmingham. It's when I used to go to the Bitches Rodeo uh, back in the day, I remember sleeping next to my car 
Then I sent David's with a boat on the roof and tucked in next to my car. And that felt pretty safe and pretty good. Uh, like I say, on, in Bala, it's always felt pretty safe and pretty good. If you are going to sleep out like that, I would suggest, rather than, you know, just sleep in random spots like I've described, actually make a night of it. So if you are in North Wales and you want to sleep out wild in that kind of environment, perhaps look at Mountain Bothy Association and go to a Bothy, which would be really cool. be amazing. Walk into a Bothy, take some coal, take a bit of food, and have a cracking night in a Bothy. Or perhaps look at an OS map, proper paper OS map, and... Leave your car somewhere safe, lock your boats up, and then hike up into the hills and bivy out in the wild somewhere, rather than just sleep in doorways. That's all I'm going to say. This is like a, a little quick podcast, isn't it, about places that I've slept. But the real part of this story is to make an adventure of it. You can have adventures anywhere. Obviously, having adventures in city centres is probably not the wisest thing to do. But if you're going out kayaking or rafting, canoeing make it an adventure you know if you go into the d why don't you park your car i'm sure that you could park your car somewhere safe with your boats you know but then hike somewhere and camp that night you know just make it maybe a you know a triple crown type event because you've got your kayaking and then maybe you've got a quick hike and then you've got a camp in your bivy bag watching the sunset watching the sunrise how awesome is that? You don't get that in a nice Airbnb. I mean, in a nice Airbnb, you do get really nice clean sheets and you might get a bath. So it depends where your priorities lie, doesn't it? If you uh, if you get the chance of sleeping in a hostel with bunk beds anytime soon, you always need to take the top bunk, don't you? We, we know that. You don't take the bottom bunk. Even at 44, I'd still take the top bunk because you can disturb them in the night when you get up for a piss, but, you know, they won't disturb you so much. We know that, don't we? If you're crashing on your mate's sofa, 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 crashing on your mate's floors, you know, we've all done it. I'm sure we all do it again. You know, there's a certain etiquette to that. And uh, as a friend of mine once said, people are a bit like fish. If they stay around for more than three days, they start to stink. So if you are going to sofa, surf, probably best to, you know, make it one or two nights at most before you skedaddle. I'm sure a lot of us have fallen foul to staying a bit longer because your friends are too nice. But anyway, that's the way it's going to be. I hope COVID's treating you guys well. I mean, not COVID itself, you know, but COVID times. COVID times, you know, they're stressful, aren't they? And, you know, people have struggles. People maybe are not working or people are working too much now or people are addicted to Netflix or social media. But I hope you're all safe. Perhaps you've been splashing the cash on your new kayaking kit, you know? And if that's the case, enjoy yourselves. Have a great time. Be respectful, Grant. Walk tender. Have a blast. And I'll catch you again very soon. Signing off. Have a great one.